Let's go into God's word. I want to share something that God has laid in my heart for uh, this this week and I believe that this will be an important one to help you live a life that God has called you to live. Because you know as Christians we are in this world but not of this world. Our character is something that is different from how the world portrays. You see in a situation something someone argues the world will get angry they will show their temper everything but as god's children we are called to be patient so the world will get angry over a certain thing but we are called to be patient and you know this week as i was just thinking of the subject as i felt about you know speaking on the subject of anger there have been so many situations that have been coming up in the last few days that made me really angry something happened last night made me really angry as thinking about it at 12:30 12:00 o'clock in the night but then i felt god telling me why do you have to get angry over certain things why do you have to get frustrated over certain things you see as we read the bible more and more we will understand that getting angry is not our job and by getting angry can we change anything has anyone achieved by getting angry see anger has a good side to it and that's just that's only 0.1% or 0.2% most of anger most of what anger does is that it causes destruction so the world will get angry the world will do something else but as god's children we are called to be patient in every situation amen amen, amen. how many of you how many of you are with me so far i know speaking on the subject of anger is like sounds nice <laughs> but when situation comes getting angry will always seem like the best solution and today i want to speak to you on how to manage your anger and my topic for this sermon today is don't let anger be your master don't let anger be your master if you have your bibles with you please turn with me to ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 9 ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 9 we're going to look at this passage that talks about anger a very wise instruction from solomon the son of king david one of the wisest and the wealthiest man to have ever lived on this earth and here's what he says in this passage ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 9 he says be not quick in your spirit to become angry for anger lodges in the heart of fools be not quick in your spirit to become angry for anger lodges in the heart of fools amen now let's let's read this in the new living translation version It says like this control your temper for anger labels you a fool. It's even more clear. Control your temper for anger labels you a fool. I don't know how many of you have lived in Bangalore uh but if you have ever lived in Bangalore you'll know when you go out the person who will make you get angry is the auto driver. With their demands and the way they talk you just want to you know say something. I remember once that I had to travel from my from the college where I was studying to another restaurant which is literally less than 2 kilometers and back in the day it was 14 rupees minimum and that's how much it will cost and this guy asked 70 rupees and you know that back in the day I was about 17 18 and you know the young blood is just boiling and 
there were so many situations so many situations to get angry you drive on the road there are people who drive in a way that they own the entire piece of road you know it makes you angry but what the bible calls us to do is don't be quick in your spirit to become angry control your temper for what does anger do it labels you as a fool and nobody wants to be labeled as a fool right we all want to be known as a wise man as a man who controls their emotions but when we get angry when we lose control of ourselves it says bible says for anger labels you as a fool if you read this verse in the new message from the message translation it says like this don't be quick to fly off the handle anger boomerangs you can spot a fool by the lumps on his head you see one of the things you should do is when you're studying the bible use different tra- uh, translations use different translations and you'll get a better understanding of the word all that we are seeing in these passages is don't be quick to get angry avoid getting angry too quickly be slow to get angry see anger is an emotion that we express when our expectations fail when people speak hurtful words and their actions hurt us we get angry we get angry when people lack understanding we get angry with the bad driver on the road so many situations why we get angry and sometimes the situation may be even a valid one it may even be the right one but the bible calls us to control our anger the bible says don't be quick to get angry in other words don't be short tempered see because short temperedness and becoming quick to get angry is a sign that anger is ruling our life short temperedness is a sign that anger is ruling our life it is a sign that tells us that anger is the master over our lives and i tell you it's a dangerous thing it's the most destructive thing if we allow anger to be the master over our life see sometimes we don't even know and we may not even be aware that anger is our master we may think god is my master he is my lord he is my savior but actually you'll be surprised to know that anger is your master see jesus said like this no one can serve two masters if he serves two masters he will love the one and he will hate the other in other words let me put it this way just plain and simple we cannot call ourselves christian and have short tempered emotions in us a very difficult you can't put christian and short tempered i used to be a very short tempered person and uh, thank god he changed my life i was never this calm i was uh, i used to conduct strikes in bible college i've been to principal's office i was given a warning saying if you ever conduct another strike or do some i'm going to throw you out I've, i've i've been there i've done all that and i can tell you i look back and i regret what i've done see being emotional is good at that moment i remember the strike we did it was you know other colleges in bangalore heard about it and they were calling up our principal is like your students did this in your college what happened you know? it's like a big bad name for the college but we students didn't care because we were angry with the management angry with the administration and we showed our anger but what is the result of all that nothing what is the result of all that nothing anger does not take you anywhere but patience can take you patience can take you 
to great heights. You can think, okay, with my anger, with my emotions, I can achieve. You can never achieve anything. The Bible calls us to be patient. Don't be quick to get angry. Amen. So we can't claim to be a Christian and also be short-tempered at the same time because short-temperedness is an anger, it's an emotion that is ruling your life. And that is why we see our immediate reaction to everything. We show that by displaying our anger. And it also tells us that anger is your master. But on the other hand, if you show patience in every situation, you know what that shows? When you show patience, it shows that Jesus is my master. Because when Jesus comes into a person's heart, what he does is that he takes the anger away and gives them patience. He dethrones anger and enthrones himself. And one of the fruit of the Spirit is patience. When the Holy Spirit dwells in us, we will be patient. Amen. I believe it's important for us to analyze our lives and see how we are managing our anger today. You know, we might think it's okay, you know, it just happens. It's a normal thing for a human being to get angry, not a big deal. But let me remind you this, that small outbursts of anger can lead us to a dangerous place. These small outbursts of anger, these little moments we get angry, all of that can lead us to a very, very dangerous place in our life. I met this person who was a very, very short-tempered person. Like you know, <laughs> they're going to get angry. As they grew older, they told me this. Listen, don't get angry. And they told me this, that every loss I have faced in my life is because of my anger. Every loss I've faced in my life is simply because of anger. And he told me, don't ever get angry. Learn to be patient in every situation. And I'm learning that every day, you know. Entering into family life is fun, but it's not easy. There are times when there's conflict. Let me be honest. There's time when there's conflict, and it always feels right to show your worst emotion to your wife or to your spouse. It just feels right. But the truth is this, even there, we have to control our anger. We have to have limits. We have to be careful with our emotions. Amen? It's a very dangerous thing to be angry and to get angry all the time. If you ever notice your friend getting upset over simple situations, the best thing you can do, them, do to them is bring them aside and teach them to be patient. Bring them aside and talk to them about Jesus who can make them to be more patient. Don't, don't just look at them and say, okay, one day you are going to get better. See, anger is going to grow old with age. Your anger that you have when you're 15 years old, when you're 20 years old, will become much bigger when you're 40. It's not going to reduce. Anger grows with age. So the small anger that you may see in a small boy today will turn into something bigger when he grows into an adult. You know, I, I discipline my son, Jeremy, and... Uh, he has his way of expressing his anger. And he does that a lot. And off late he has not been doing that. I was just thinking. And when he shows his anger towards me, I have a different way of disciplining his anger. You know, one and a half years old, what does he even know? But they have that, you know, that thing in them. And he, he, he comes and shows his strong emotions to me. And as a father, I cannot be without disciplining. And fathers know that, you know, if you don't discipline your child, it's a dangerous thing for them. And so when I do that, he'll get angry and then I sit and deal with his anger. 
sit and deal with this anger. And I noticed off late, he has not been showing that emotion much. Praise God for that. When you see a small anger, even in your cousin brothers, families, anyone, deal with it immediately because one day it is going to destroy them. I, I read, read about this story. Uh, there's a video about this girl on YouTube and uh, she is just 18 years old. She had a fight with her mother and uh, as a result of that fight, at the end of the day, she took a knife and stabbed her mother 79 times on the face. Can you just imagine 79 times, not one or two, 79 times on the face. You know, that number tells us how angry she could have been. That she didn't even care that it's her own mother who carried her for nine months, gave her birth. It's that own mother she is killing and putting to death. And the, and the shocking thing is this. There's a video of this girl on YouTube. We should go and watch this. This girl, Isabella Guzman, and uh, she, she, she's in the court, absolutely no regret. She's smiling as if everything is normal, as if what she did is okay. You see, it, it, it's because an anger that was not treated at a very young age now has grown into something that ended up killing her own mother. See, when little children get angry, it looks cute. They're like, oh, so, so cute. <laughs> it's not cute. Anger has to be dealt with then and there because it will lead to something that they may not even realize what they were doing and they will destroy lives one day. Researchers studied about prisons, prisoners and they asked them many questions. And in that question, finally they found out that one of the biggest reasons why they commit crimes is because of anger, because of uncontrollable anger. You see, anger is something that you shouldn't think that it'll go away one day, that it's something that will change with age. In fact, anger keeps growing. Deal with it when you're young. Look at your life today. Is there an anger issue in your life? Ask the Lord to deal with it. If there is an immediate reaction that you show every time to get angry, to get upset, that means anger is your master. You need to dethrone anger and enthrone God in your life. Amen. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 9 in the New Living Translation, it says like this, control your temper for anger labels you as a fool. Some of you might say like this, Pastor, you know, I don't really have a problem with anger because, you know, when I'm upset, when I'm disappointed, I just become quiet. I just go to my room and shut my door and I don't talk to anybody. And for those of you who say that, let me tell you this, even that is a form of showing your anger. Unless you close your room to go inside and pray or to, you know, meditate on what you did and reflect and correct yourself, don't be quiet. There are some who give silent treatment. Okay, you did this to me, I'm not going to talk to you for two days. That is also a passive form of showing your anger. That is also equally bad. There's nothing good about it. Just because you don't show your anger immediately doesn't mean that you shouldn't deal with your anger. There may be a form of anger that is quietness. We get angry and upset. Leave me alone. I don't want to talk to anybody. And you know what will happen in, this, in that moment? When you go and sit all by yourself, it's a very good ground for the enemy to put more thoughts into your mind. He will tell you, look at your sibling. 
see what they did to you. Look at your friend, see what they did to you. People don't love you. He will put all these thoughts, so many thoughts into your mind that finally, in that room, you will be even filled with more anger, more frustration, upset. I, I don't know if you heard about this story recently in UP, I believe, or somewhere in the north. A parent, a parent, a, a mother scolded her son because he was playing too much of games on the mobile phone. And what did he do? Eventually went inside, committed suicide. You give space for anger to grow in your life. It's a good room for the enemy to work. Colossians chapter 3 verse 8 says like this, But now you must put them all away. What is it? Anger, wrath, malice, slander and obscene talk from your mouth. Notice what Paul is saying here. What is he saying? But now you must put them all away. Which means putting your anger off is a conscious decision. Putting your anger off is something where you say, okay, today I'm going to decide that from now on I'm not going to get angry in every situation. Paul says, put them all away. We should not expect one supernatural miracle to happen where everything changes overnight. It's not going to happen overnight. We have to take an action. We have to make an effort. We have to look at our life and see, is there anger in my life today? If there is anger, then today, from today onwards, I'm going to decide that I'm not going to get, it, going to get angry in every situation. Paul says like this, but now you must put them all away. Medical experts say like this, that uncontrollable anger produces stress hormones in your body. And a frequent release of these hormones can cause insomnia, high blood pressure, headaches and stomach problem, depression, anxiety, stroke and even heart disease. If you want to live a healthy life, control your temper. High blood pressure, all part of your emotions. Insomnia, not able to sleep at night, it's because you're too angry. Anxiety, heart attack, even stroke. We have to learn to live a blessed life, a healthy life in Him. And, and we have to avoid getting angry so that we can avoid some strokes, heart attacks, insomnia and depression in our life. Amen. Are you with me so far? Another reason why people hold on to anger is that they have a lot of unforgiveness in them. You see, unforgiveness and anger goes together. Many haven't dealt with unforgiveness in their life and it is because anger is there in their life. Anger and unforgiveness is helping each other grow in a person's life. The moment you deal with anger, it will be easy to forgive. Because you see, anger has this tendency to make you feel as if you are important. How can they do this to you? Why did they say this to you? Anger makes you feel important. It has this tendency to elevate yourself. You become important. But you know what God desires? Be humble. If someone slaps you on one cheek, show the other. You know, in the Jewish tradition, when God said this, it's not like an easy thing. It's not like, okay, here's my other cheek. No. If a person slaps with one cheek, they slap this way. And when they slap on the other cheek, they'll slap with the back of their palm. And to slap with the back of their palm in a Jewish tradition is a disgrace. And so what is Jesus saying here? Okay, you got some slappings, fine. Go through even some more. Go through some more disgrace. 
we have, we have to learn to come down to that level. We have to learn to put our emotions aside and learn to see what God desires. Because what the enemy does is that he uses anger to our advantage. He will use anger that he will bring in situations in our life, friends in our life, family members in our life, that the moment we see them, we get so angry, we're not able to think of God. But when we put anger aside, we will be able to think clearly. Amen. Anger needs to be dealt with in our life. Again, going back to Psalm 15, verse 1, I quoted this psalm last week. I want to read this verse again because this verse tells us something really important. Psalm 15, verse 1 begins like this saying, Who may dwell in your sanctuary, Lord, and who may enter into your presence? And verse 3 says like this, Those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends. There are two things here. Harm their neighbors and speak evil for, of their friends. Those who do not do this can stand in the presence of God. But those who do this cannot stand. And who harms their neighbor? The one who is angry. And who speaks evil of their friends? The one who is angry. You see, church, I truly believe that God desires to work on our anger today. As I was preparing this sermon, I felt in my heart deeply that I was sensing God telling that, you know, the church needs to work on their anger. There are some of you specifically with whom the Lord has been dealing with. He's been reminding you over and over again saying, deal with your anger. But somehow still you're holding on to that anger, ignoring the word of God. God wants you to change your ways. Today is the day. Don't let this day pass by. Take some time after the service. Ask the Lord God, what is that one area in my life where I'm angry? Ask God to fix that. Ask God to help you overcome that. You look at the word of God, it says like this, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 7 verse 9, Be not quick in your spirit to become angry, for anger lodges in the heart of fools. Amen. We have to learn to overcome anger in our life. And here's the truth. Colossians chapter 3 verse 8 says, But put them away. Colossians 3.8, what does it say? But now you must put them all away. The responsibility is in our hands. We should not wait for that one time and, uh, or fast and pray so that we become less angry. It's not going to happen. There are some things that God changes, some things He asks us to do it. And the Bible says here, put them all away. Put them all away. What is it? Anger, wrath and malice. And when it comes to anger, we have to deal with it in our life today. We have to ask God, what area of life Am I angry? Help me to overcome that. And I believe God will help you overcome that. When you take the first step, God will help you. Amen. So how can you overcome anger? I just want to share two things and then I want to pray for you. The first thing is this. If you want to overcome anger, constantly remind yourself of the consequences. First thing, if you want to overcome anger, Constantly keep reminding yourself of the consequences of anger. See, anger comes with a consequence. We cannot get angry and escape. I, I once, you know, in, my, in my college, I, I challenged my dean of students. I said, you try kicking me out of the college. 
I, I was confident because I was a good student. I never missed classes. I was good at my studies, assignment. And they have nothing to throw me out of college. And I challenged them face to face. I was, I was 17, 18 that, year, that time. And uh, my dean, he's an amazing man. He smiles for everything. He smiled and he walked away. <laughs> Two days later, they called me to the office and they made me sign a warning letter. See, my anger seems good at that time. It just feels good, but it has, it has a consequence. Remind yourself of that consequence because there is a price to pay every time you get angry. You cannot escape that. You get angry, there is a price to pay. Psalm 37 verse 8 and 9. Let's turn to that. Psalm 37 verse 8 to 9. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. Verse 9, for the wicked will be destroyed, but those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. I want you to read this psalm one, one more time. Psalm 8, what is it? 37 verse 8, what does it say? Stop being angry, turn from your rage, don't lose your temper, it only leads to harm. For the wicked will be destroyed, but those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. In other words, let me read this for you in the... In a different translation, it will make more sense. I want you to grasp these verses and remind them every, uh, remind yourself of it every day. It says like this, Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. Verse 9, For the evildoers shall be cut off. So what does anger do? Leads to evil. And what does the Bible say? Evildoers will be cut off. But those who wait on the Lord shall inherit the land. So the one who gets angry will be cut off. And the one who is patient, waiting on the Lord, will inherit the blessings. Inherit God's provision. So what does anger do? It does nothing than destroying your life. So remind yourself of the consequence. Remind yourself that there is no use of getting angry. Instead of getting angry and showing your emotion, use it for something else. Use it for some good purpose because when you get angry, you cannot think properly. You will do whatever is right at that moment. Sometimes I'll tell you this, you know, when you're angry, you'll feel like if I can just give this person one punch or slap, it'll be just the right thing to do. And you know, I've, in school we used to have wrestling matches. So during the class time, if one of our friends, you know, get into an argument, the next thing we'll say is lunchtime in the playground. And there'll be one part of the ground that's used for a different purpose. And it has this beach sand in, in the school in Bangalore. So they have this mud that you, know, that you can wrestle. So immediately we'll go there, start wrestling. Why? Because he did something to me and I need to prove my power. And I can tell you this, you know, some of the, the physical training teacher will find us and he'll whack us. We always used to get into fight because beating somebody when you're angry feels good. But the Bible is against that. The Bible is totally against that. Wrath leads to evil and evildoers will not survive in the land. But who will survive? The one who is patient. The one who is patient will inherit the blessings of the Lord. If you're patient, you will inherit the blessings that God has in store for you. So the more you remind yourself of the consequence, 
that if I'm angry, I can, cannot survive for too long. The more you keep reminding yourself of the consequence, I tell you, you will be able to stay away from anger. Amen. Proverbs chapter 19 verse 11. I, I request you to write down these passages and go home and meditate on them. Proverbs 19.11 says like this, Sensible people control their temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. Let me read this. Uh, okay, same verse. They earn respect by what? Overlooking mistakes. So your, your friend does something to you, something really bad. It's a bad thing. But when you overlook that mistake, what happens? You gain respect. <laughs> but you know what the world does? They talk about that mistake for one, day, one week. Oh, you did this. Oh, you did that. How can you do this? The Bible says you gain respect by what? By overlooking. Okay, I understand you did this, but don't do this again. Leave it. Chapter closed. When you deal it that way, you gain respect. You see, many people are lonely today. Young people, I tell you, are lonely today. You know why? Because they cannot handle one mistake their friend does. They'll be like, how can she say that to me? Okay, you know, you can fight now. At this age, you have the strength. But a few years later, you're going to be walking on the road all by yourself. Because you won't have any friends with you. See, relationships are not formed because people are perfect. Relationships are formed because you overlook mistakes. It's like, okay. Don't do this again. Just don't repeat the mistake again. See, what, do, what does the Bible say? Love covers a multitude of sins. And, 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 and in 1 Corinthians 13, Paul says, love is kind. Love is patient. In other words, when a person does a mistake, you know what love does? It's okay, don't do that again. That's what biblical standard of treating people. The Bible says here, the one who overlooks mistakes will earn respect. Will earn respect. But the one who talks about the mistakes that people keep doing all the time, what do they earn? You can decide that for yourself. <laughs> James chapter 1 verse 19 to 20 says like this, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. In verse 20, human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. Slow to speak, slow to get angry. Why? Because human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. See, no matter how angry you get, sometimes people use the justification. Jesus also got angry. Jesus got angry. He whacked people in the temple, threw them out. Of course, he got angry because he's perfect. He knows how to limit his anger. He did the right thing by getting angry. But we living as human beings will always go wrong when we go angry. It's always easy for us to fall when we get angry. So we cannot use Jesus as a justification for our anger. Rather, we have to see that my action will not produce the righteousness of God. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. Is there any use in getting angry? No. Is there destruction in getting angry? Yes. What should we do? Remind ourselves of the consequence of anger. What, what is anger going to do in my life? What, what is the point if I get angry? 
If, it, if it's just going to lead, lead me into a destructive path, I won't do that. I encourage you to go to YouTube and watch some prison documentaries. I was watching this uh, documentary a couple of months ago about uh, a prison cell in the US. And there was this one man who caught my attention. Young man, young boy, he went to uh, a house to help them to mow their lawn. And out of something that happened, he, he murdered the old person in the house. There was something that happened and out of that rage, he murdered that person. So he was about, I think about 12 or 13 or 14 when that happened. And the judge gave him, you know, how many years in prison? 150 years in prison. Basically, live there for the rest of your life. I, I look at this man, he seems very bright to me. He, he looks like a really smart man. So he went to jail as a 14 year old and he's still there, he is some 30 plus now. He's still there in the jail cell. And he is, he, he's into philosophy, he's, he's very smart, very intelligent, but in the jail, why? Because one time he got angry. That one moment resulted in his life being in the jail right now. Your anger does not do anything but destroy your life. Some of you are lonely in life because you cannot control your temper with your friends. You have to shout, you have to get angry. The Bible says, be not quick to get angry. The one who overlooks mistakes earns respect. Amen. Remind yourself of the consequence every day and that itself will help you overcome anger. Second, second, build self-control. If you desire to overcome anger, you have to build self-control. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 32, let's turn to that passage. Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty and he who rules his spirit is then he who takes place in the city. Sorry, let me read that verse for you one more time. And I want to read this from the uh, New Living Translation. I do not have that on the screen today. Uh, I do have Proverbs 16.32. Better to be patient than powerful. Better to have self-control than conquer a city. In our context, let me put it, put it this way. Better, be, better to be patient than rich. Better to have self-control than to have a big influence in the society. See, today we live in an age of Instagram influencers. Everybody, everybody wants to become an influencer, gain hundreds and thousands and millions of followers because they want to influence people. You, you, we can get to that stage. There's nothing wrong with that. But if we do not have self-control in our lives, how is our life going to be? It's Bible says it's better to be patient than powerful. You have to pay attention to building our self-control. See, just because we have a mouth mouth to talk doesn't mean we can talk anything. Just because we have two hands and two legs doesn't mean we can throw punches at anybody. We've got to have self-control. And one of the work of the Holy Spirit is that He helps build self-control in our lives. And when you, when you come into Christ, when you become a new creation, God begins the work of transforming your life every day. 
And you have to allow him to do that. And that is what reading of the word does. You allow the Holy Spirit to transform your life. And when the Holy Spirit comes inside you, he bears this fruit called self-control. And it doesn't happen one day, but happens over time when you open yourself to the Holy Spirit. But many times what happens is that we allow God to work. At the same time, when we have to get angry, we take God and we say, God, you wait here for a few minutes. I'll deal with this person and then I'll come and talk to you. What we are doing is we are letting God go out of our life and we are letting our emotions, our anger grow. But you take God everywhere you go. Always think of Him. Be aware of His presence. Then you will be careful of the words you speak. You'll be careful of the words that you utter from your mouth. Just be 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 before you're about to say something, the Holy Spirit will say, stop. Just before you're about to say something, Holy Spirit will say, don't do that. Listen to that counsel. Because the more you listen to that counsel, you'll grow to become more self-controlled. Amen. Are you with me? Many times the Holy Spirit is speaking, but our ears are tuned somewhere else. I don't know if you remember those radios back in the day, you have to sit in tune. You know, there are multiple levels of antennas. You just have to pull one by one. Find the right frequency. I say... Hearing from God is something like that. You have to learn to tune into His frequency, which means prayer, reading of the Word, being attentive to Him. Because when we are, do, when we are doing that, our self-control will be built over time. A man or a woman who is without self-control is like a city without walls. Anybody can go inside. Anybody can do anything. Anybody can say anything. But a man who is slow to anger, Proverbs 14.29 says like this, Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding. The sign of a wise person, the sign of a wise man is that he is slow to get angry. He is patient with everything in every situation. The Bible goes on to say, But he who has a hasty temper exalts folly, which means... The one who is quick to get angry, who is short-tempered, he is exalting foolishness. Church, may our lives be something where we exalt the wisdom that God has given us. Exalt his name. And the way we behave in situations, people have to look at us and say, there's something different about you. I want to learn from you how to be patient. People have to tell that to you. Live life that way. Allow the Holy Spirit to work. Some of you... I sense this, that some of you are not allowing God to work in your life. And that is why you are where you are. And you're, and you're at this place and you're questioning God, saying, God, why am I this way? The answer is simple. Because we do not allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. We do not allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. I don't know where you are in life today, but I want you to be open to the work of the Holy Spirit. To yield yourself every day saying, God, do your work in me today. And when God works, you will be a man who is patient, self-controlled, loving and a gracious person. Amen. Why don't we close our eyes, stand up, look unto the Lord in prayer. Let's just bow our heads before God's presence and ask Him, saying, Master,
Master, help me to overcome anger. Just open up your heart right now. Just between you and God, tell Him, Master, help me overcome every sort of rage, malice, wrath, anger that is in my life. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. I, I was studying this morning that there is an anger that comes out of fear. There are people who get angry because they are afraid of certain situations. If we live life where we are slave to fear, we will be slave to many other things of this world. Anger is one of them. And I believe God telling us, you know, let the fear go away. Live in boldness. Boldness, courageous man, woman doesn't mean that they are angry all the time. But they are people who are patient enough in every situation. They know when to be strong, when to take a bold step and they know when to stop. God is calling us to be a person without fear. Because fear also fuels anger in our life. And whatever it is, allow the Lord to work. Ask Him for His help. Ask Him to intervene. Tell the Master, I need you. Father, I'm sorry we have blocked you from working in our lives. We have resisted your work in our life. You have spoken to us so many times, but we have resisted your work. Oh God, help us. Oh God, help us. Even as we sing the chorus of this song, I want to... I want, it, I want you to take this time just to meditate on where you stand today. See where you stand today. I'm no longer a slave to fear And I am a child of God I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God Whatever area of life Maybe when you go to your workplace, there is an anger that rules that part of your life. Even without your knowledge, you get angry the moment you step into your workplace. Or maybe for some of you, when you see this particular person, your anger starts flaring up. And you're not able to control that. God says, let that go. Let that go from your life today. Don't allow anger to rule your life.
there can be only one master in your life and that has to be Jesus no longer slave to anger slave to fear or slave to nothing of this world but a child of god that walks in patience in wisdom and in self control i pray the church that all of you will learn to control your anger learn to think clearly and to live life with lots of self control oh we worship